Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one-upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's metric U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of the Hawks Talks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jack Snubbin, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan Barnes, and we are recording this a day after the Hawks Game 4 win over the New York Knicks. Logan, before we dive into that and other Hawks stuff, I want to ask you, buddy, how is your day going? Happy Memorial Day to everyone. Yep, happy, uh... Hope everyone's enjoying their day off, just celebrating today, because, frankly, the Hawks clapped some cheeks yesterday. The Hawks, baby, this, this is this is a celebration for the Hawks, baby. I mean, I mean, happy holiday, but also, look, I've been, uh, I've been riding the high off of the Hawks split. Uh, very good game, a very fun game, like a legitimately a fun game to just sit there and watch, but... I don't know, the Hawks are now at 3-1, Logan, which uh, if you've been on social media any, you would know that is scaring some people. <laughs> I've already seen a few fans, and it's from, like, Knicks fans. I don't I don't even think they're memes. I legitimately think they're just grasping for any straw they can at this point because, like, I mean, if you've seen the four games of the series, you've kind of seen, like, the Knicks are pretty se- severely ma- matched, outmatched, and it's just a meme, and it's like of, like, the 28-3, the Braves being up 3-1, the Falcons and the Georgia leads, and it's like, it's never over at Atlanta sports. I'm like, ah. <sighs> They have a well, point, but like all due respect, Knicks. Actually, fuck it. No, no due respect, Knicks. You are not the Tom Brady Patriots. You are not the extremely stacked Dodgers. You are not the Alabama Crimson Tide. You are the mediocre, very meh talented New York Knicks who have gotten slapped almost every game in the series. The only reason you won Game Two was you had a seven for nine from three shooting quarter. It took an act. And we of, went extremely cold. It took an act of God. To beat us on your home court, so no. I am I. Is there lingering nerves in the back of my head? Of course, but there has been for literally every game this this series. You know, I will be a little scared if we don't close out in five, for sure. But realistically, this series is it won't it won't last too much longer. I think um, the Knicks just have no answer for anything. They don't have any answer for how to score. They don't have any answer for Trey Young. They just, they just, they don't even have an answer. They don't have an answer for how to get Randall started. I mean, they don't have an answer. I mean, for even this past game, the Hawks having like Eric Rose was off. The Hawks just get so many open corner threes because of the Knicks scheme. It's like we have too many shooters. We've had Gallo, Herder, Collins all have like five each, just wide open corner threes. Now they haven't always made them as as frequently as you might expect, but they, they it's just. It's too much. There's the, there's just too much talent, and in my in my eyes, coaching differential uh, between these two teams right now to be too concerned. But yeah, I guess Atlanta sports. You know, I don't I don't want to I don't I don't want to count my eggs before the hatch because you know. Yeah, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm I'm I've already said it to you, Logan, before we started this. I'm not going to be the one who jinxes. So I'm not saying anything about this series being over. Look, hey, in the words of the late great Kobe Bryant, "Job's not finished yet. Why would I celebrate?" Like I, I'm not here to count my eggs before they hatch. I'm not here to put any jinxes on the Hawks. I'm I'm not, I'm not even going to 
I'm not going to put that energy into the airwaves of this podcast. So, look, the Hawks are up 3-1, and look, we still got to get one more. This thing isn't over until we have four wins and the Knicks have four losses. And that's uh, So, like, until then, I- I'm not saying that. And like in a post-game Trae Young post, uh, press conference, he pretty much said the same thing. He's like, we still have the hardest win to get. So, um, it does seem like everyone on the Hawks is just, you know, we're to Jimmy Butler, very locked in. So... That always feels good. Oh my gosh. What a. I guess we can talk about the. Oh, yeah, we haven't second. talked what about a, that. I'm smoking wow, that Jimmy what a Butler bad prediction. pack, brother. Yeah, no, this is this is admittedly. What a bad prediction by me. I had Heat in seven, and not only what, did it end in four games, it ended for the Bucks in four games. I mean, props to the Bucks. It looks like. Uh, I think I said Bucks in bubble, six, so I'm pretty happy with myself. Yeah, I know. I mean, after the bubble last year, it looks like the. Uh, the the Bucks exercised some of those demons. You remember when the. What's it called? The Hawks beat the Kings? What was it? And we were like, we're exercising our demons. Oh, it seems yeah, like the yeah, Bucks yeah. have done that because they look great this they look great this playoffs. So I, I mean, props to them. They they went out and they shut down Jimmy Butler, had him looking like a fraud. I mean, they were getting called the bubble guppies on Twitter, so it just is not looking well for the Heat. But. I, I promise we'll get back to the Hawks soon. But I know Hawks fans are enjoying reveling in the Heat's failure. I know they are, so I'm not worried about talking about this. The Bucks may be my Eastern Conference favorite right now, just because the Nets just. The, why did they lose a game? That that legitimately concerns me. Why did they lose a game? <laughs> they just don't have the chemistry right now. So, um, I think next next round the Bucks Nets series is going to be the most interesting series probably in the entire playoffs, in my in my mind. But yeah, man. Uh, oh, you're you're. Kind of, I mean, hey, the the Nets are only up three one, dog. They're only. I mean, the Celtics I, they're I, making that comeback. I will, I will give the. I will give the Nets that series. I will. I'll gladly give that to them. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worried about jinxing them. So I'll say that shit is over. Um, good for the Celtics for winning a game, though. Jason Tatum is. I mean, they did get a the game truth. off them. There was a lot of controversy with Celtics fans. It kind of kind of seems like a lot of the playoffs have been headlined by like fans' behavior towards like the players. And apparently, Emmanuel quickly got a beer thrown at him in Madison Square Garden in Game Two. So I wanted to stop that shit. Very lame. Yeah. Well, what KD said was 100 percent true. He said, "Shut the fuck up and enjoy the game." Katie, look, I don't know why Katie. I okay, I do know why Katie is so hated. This man has been speaking nothing but truths for like three years now. Every time he speaks on Twitter and people want to clown him, he's saying the truth. He he's a he's just he's just speaking the truth. He told fans to shut up and enjoy the game. He he basically tells nerds and like the super efficiency nerds to shut the fuck up. They they don't know actual basketball. They just know spreadsheets. He says stuff like that. That is just unequivocally true. And that's why KD is one of my favorite players. And he's also top 10 all time. I don't care. But, yeah, man. Should have listened to KD. These fans are going crazy. And it's very bad for the league. Just because, like, you know it's not going to stop. You know what I mean? Like, the Hawks, knock on wood, if they win another game against the Knicks, we have the Sixers next. I will be shocked if the Sixers fans don't do Knicks fans type shit against Trae Young. You know what I mean? Like, I would be shocked. It's, you know, it sucks. Fans fans really should just, you know, use your voice all you want. Maybe try not to, you know, scream obscenities or racial slurs at people like the Jazz fans. But just use your voice. But, you know, keep your hands. Keep your beers that you purchased. Keep your saliva all to yourself, man. Like, it, it just really should be that simple. It, it goes from, like, a point to where, like, there's a different – there's, like, levels. It's just, like, being a normal fan of the game is being, like, a trash fan. And then, like, straight up just being, like – an absolute, like, scum to humanity, like, just entirely away from basketball and being a fan. Like, if you're out there spitting on people, throwing drinks and food at, like, people, regardless of them, you're, you're not just, like, being, uh, like, a, a bad fan. 
You're just being an asshole at that point. Like, you're just a bad person. Like, there's really no excusing your behavior when you're doing that type of shit. Like... I don't. I don't care if they have all sorts of alcohol flowing through their systems. I I've been drunk enough times. I've never once spat on anybody. I've never once thrown a beer at anybody. I've never called anybody any racial slurs while I'm drunk. Like it is just, it's not that hard. You are there to like you. You ever watched like Bo Burnham's stand up, or like seen any clips? Uh, I, I don't know Jackson, but like you know he's a comedian. And comedians deal with hecklers, kind of like athletes. Bo, the way Bo Burnham like handles with hecklers is they'll like scream something in the middle of a set and he'll be like, "This is a listening show. Just listen. That's exact. Like this is a watching show. Just watch. Don't interact, fans. You, like you, you interact by chanting and you know hyping up the crowd and whatever. But you know, just it stops there. Like we don't, we don't, we don't need your extracurriculars to throwing like water bottles at our, our star players. Like that, that shit's ridiculous. So yeah. embarrassment is also. I'm just gonna say this. I'm not very surprised that the Fan bases that have been involved in stuff this postseason have been Knicks fans, Jazz fans, Celtics fans, and Sixers fans. Like the holy trinity of just like pot with like definitely racist I will say, and like toxic fans. I'm shocked right the Lakers there. fans haven't done nothing yet. I'm shocked. I mean, you have to remember that the Lakers fans they're not sitting close to the arena, so I mean, close oh, to the court, so they can't that's do much. True. It's true. I mean, and the ones who are courtside are like celebrities, like little baby. So he was at the Lakers game courtside. That's not a joke. We also had. Um, I'm forgetting his name. That's bad. Oh, well. <laughs> we had some Falcons players, I think. No Julio, though. RIP, I guess. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, one of my Knicks fans, Knicks fans friend, was like, you know, we've had a lot of celebrities at our games. Who do you think will be at the Hawks? I was like, well, Julio was at one of our games a few weeks ago. I don't see that happening now, though. <laughs> that man's just chilling in his $5 million mansion, you know, in Sandy Springs. Was- you know what? Our we our fans showed out. Legitimately, these past two Hulk games back home were great. Fantastic. Yeah, you could tell. Uh, I said this in the last spot. You could tell the players were enjoying the fans being there. I think Bogey even said in a post-game um, press conference, I'm pretty sure he said, like, yeah, man, sometimes I just like to jack up threes just to see if, like, I hit it and the crowd goes crazy. Like, I think he actually said that, which is pretty funny. So, um, Dude, I, that's exactly – dude, speaking back onto the game four – Trey Young is like chucking like threes the first quarter. I mean, they're he, good he shots, was. really. He's just he's just not making they, them. They, they were, After everyone, I'm standing up in the living room, dog. I'm chanting. They, they were mostly yeah, they're pretty good shots. I think he was only one for six. He didn't finish the game super efficient from three. I think it was like four for twelve, maybe four for something like that. So it wasn't super efficient, but most of them were open. Like it, they they weren't. You you know what's funny? I noticed. Trey Young hardly took threes in Madison Square Garden, and in State Farm Arena, he was throwing them up. You could tell he 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 really wanted to make the crowd go crazy, so that was pretty funny. And I do legitimately think that was like a part of it. I, I think Trey was like, "Fuck it, man, I'm gonna take some threes. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can get this building going crazy." But yeah, no, dude, he was he was trying to pop the lid off that fucking arena. So props to Trey. Um. I mean, what a what a good game from uh, John Collins yesterday. Like game two was obviously disappointing. He's been very you know, good about, uh, He's Yeah, no, his bounce back game in game three was great. Game four was also great. So, I mean, and John is, John's play yesterday, you could kind of tell. There was like a stretch in the third quarter. Like, the Hawks were up to a good lead by oh. now. John was a big reason why we were able to pull away in that game, 100%. Yeah, John just takes all the momentum away from the Knicks. Like, he dunks, that was that. He hits a three, that was that. And it can't be said, he's been playing very good defense. 
Um, Very good defense. Our our defensive scheme, mwah, but yeah. also our individual players like guys like Cap- like Hunter Capella, Herder Collins, Hunter, you know, even Trey to an, even Trey like his off ball stuff like Trey they've been awesome. hiding Trey very well. Like yeah. it's been nice. Hunter is not going to put up very impressive stats in these. Games. I think the best statistical game he had was what game two. Hunter's not going to put up a lot of stats. I think Hawks fans should remember his performance for a long time. He just bodied up like he's just been strong this whole series he had one play i think i think it was game two as well he blocked a shot and grabbed the rebound at the same time like like it was bill russell type shit he blocked the shot and grabbed his own rebound it, it was very impressive so hunter may not get the scoring maybe at any point in this postseason he may not get back to that you know january hunter 17 points a game level but that defense is real man um just just shows how much Jackson and I know because last year we were saying we didn't believe in his defense that much. <laughs> no, I mean, geez, what a oh my gosh, just beautiful out of Hunter. He's been playing legitimately great this series, dude. The possessions were RJ who had a good game yesterday. Props to RJ Barrett, somebody who I was saying that in the first three games was legitimately deserving of being benched for his such like awful play. I mean, every time I mean he had a good game yesterday. Anytime Hunter was on him, RJ wasn't doing anything. Like it was kind of funny because you know. We talk about those guys a few years ago in the 2019 draft, and then you're watching them play against each other in the playoffs, and like Hunter is just like owning him, and it's kind of nice to see. But, uh, geez, I guess uh, we can hop right into it. Julius Randle. It, it, I'm starting to think. Game four I, of the Julius Randle watch. Where is he? We can't find him. He's gone. He, th- I mean, there are people posting him on Nick Car- I mean, Milk Carson. I mean, it's just getting bad, dude. And I don't think people are crediting the Hawks enough. Maybe this is just they, me they having are. like a – Insecurities, but like well, Julius Randle isn't getting the shots that he usually gets. I don't like, think he, it's that. I sorry for cutting you off. I think it's no, you're fine. I think it's just that basketball has become so much about propping up or making fun of a certain player that everyone's like just laughing at Julius Randle instead of looking why Julius Randle has sucked. And a big part of that is yeah, he he has just not hit shots he, the whole regular season. You know what he was doing? He was hitting meme jump shots that. Only like Kobe would usually make like straight up these fadeaways, these these step backs, these side steps. It was Kobe level shift from Julius Randle, and he's not hitting them anymore. But the biggest reason in my mind is the Hawks have just perfectly planned and executed how to stop Julius Randle. Like a hundred percent, they just, Julius Randle is frustrated. We'll get into it later. The dude was the dude's highlight yesterday and so far in the series was getting a flagrant foul. He was high fiving dudes on the bench for getting a flagrant. It, He's just he's, yeah, dude. He's that out. was embarrassing. No. Also, can we talk about our boy Kevin Herter? Got a second flagrant foul of the playoffs. He gets one more and going to be uh, sus- suspended for a game. I actually don't think talk that's about. True. I think um, because I think you have to get more than three like flagrant points or whatever. And Kevin has mm-hmm. two, so if he gets a flagrant two, then he's done for a game. But if he gets another flagrant one, then I think he's just like then he's like his next one is. I'm not sure of that. I, I do think that's a rule though, but. Kevin Herter's been playing great. If there's anyone I would want him to flagrant foul, it would be New Orleans Noel. So, good work, Kev. No, look, I'm going to talk about it for a second. Nerland Noel, game two, obviously had like a dirty trip on Trey. The blowback to Nerland Noel ever since then have been amazing. Shout out to the Hawks. For real. I mean, this is like, the Hawks have turned this into a hockey series with the blowback they're giving people. And that, like, are the Hawks just blameless victims in this physical series? Absolutely not. The Hawks players have been giving it back every step of the way but the Knicks started this shit so I don't know they can complain all they want they can Julius Randle can whine that he's being bodied by Danilo Gallinari all he wants like y'all started this shit Reggie Bullock you shoved DeAndre Hunter Nerlens Noel you tripped Trae Young 
Triangle was spat on. Triangle was chanted at. Reggie Bullock has been just absolutely tormented by Trey. Trey has been living rent free in Reggie Bullock's head for four games now. And Reggie Bullock. I thought he was with the shits though. He was with the shits in the A. Reggie Bullock had that shove at the end of game three. It's just. Look, man. Knicks. To the Knicks. Not that y'all are listening. Y'all are. I don't know. Y'all should be just walking back to New York by now. I hope none of y'all got on the bus because they literally only Derrick Rose. Honestly, Obi Toppin's been pretty good too. Only Derrick Rose. Obi Toppin's had legitimately a very good playoff series. Props to him. Considering he's just a very limited, like, rookie, here's seven minutes type deal. I didn't even think he'd be in the rotation, but he's legitimately been their second best player this series. I I actually think Taj Gibson's been their second best player. That's fair. Taj Gibson has been sort of like Hunter in that the stats aren't going to be there. But he's been a he's been a legitimate force rebounding and defensively. Um, so I guess credit to Taj. He sets moving screens, but he hasn't done anything blatantly, blatantly dirty. Like he's given some shoves, but that always happens in playoffs. He's he sets some questionable screens, but that always happens in playoffs. So you know, I mean, that's kind of just kind of how it goes sometimes. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I, I'm glad the Hawks are not backing down. They're not scared of the Knicks. They just aren't scared. They aren't scared of Randall. They sure as hell aren't scared of, scared of Bullock. They aren't scared, man. And you can just tell the Hawks are just having having fun out there. Um, and it seems like mentally they're not, like, losing focus. Because if they lose focus, then, then you're starting to risk some Atlanta, you know, choking type of voodoo. Look, got to stay locked in. Job's not finished yet. Um... Jeez, what a what a what a! It's hard to. I'm trying to feel like the Knicks are just mentally out of it, Logan. I think I think yeah. they're mentally defeated, and I think a lot of that showed on what you referenced earlier was the Julius Randle uh, push on on Danilo Gallinari, and then he goes over to the, his bitch, and they're giving up high fives. Like, thanks. I made this tweet yesterday, and it got some love, and I joked about it. And I was like, I bet you Thibs was like, hey, Julius, since you can't play offense or defense for shit, just go be our enforcer. Like, every time Trey Ice is on to you, it's going on ESPN or Bleacher Report. Every time you play offense, it's going on r slash NBA as like a Julius Randle in playoff series. So just go out there and just like – Straight up, just send a message. And I want to say, what message are the Knicks sending that, no, nobody blows us out by 30 and goes up 3-1 against us? Like, no, a message would be winning a game. The only message you're sending now is that you're you're salty because you're, you're not doing good. And, like, your team's not doing good. And you're, way, you're out-coached, you're out-talented, and, frankly, you're just not a good team. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm starting to really question. When teams are bringing that energy and physicality every night like the Knicks were in the regular season, it's kind of starting to look like the, the Knicks just aren't good. Yeah. Like, when the Knicks are doing that physical and, like, hey, like, we're going to grind you down for 40, um, 48 minutes a night stuff, like, they're obviously very good. But in the playoffs, when everybody's doing it, the Hawks are doing it, Hawks are in, like, Hawks don't do that during the regular season. What the Hawks are doing in the playoffs and talent versus talent is the only thing that matters because both teams are being physical. Like, the Knicks are just so outmatched. And, like, they're getting outcoached. I mean, Nate had some, like, a, a really good timeout yesterday where the Knicks went on a 6-0 run. Uh, Nate calls a timeout. We go on an 8-0 run. It's like, there we go. Like, I don't know. The Knicks just aren't looking very good. I'd be pretty disappointed if I was a fan of theirs. Yeah, I mean, so I've seen a lot of Knicks fans say that this season was house money, and I definitely, I agree. Like, this season was never the season that the Knicks were supposed to be in the playoffs anyway. So I do get why their fans are just happy that they got to see, like, a playoff game at MSG in the win. So that definitely makes sense. Like, if the Hawks made the playoffs, like, last season, I I would not care. Like, it would have been house money for sure. But on the other hand, the Knicks have just playing like, they, they've just been Bush League the whole time. The only one who can actually consistently do anything on offense is Derrick Rose, which is insane. Literally a guy they traded for midseason is your only good offensive player right now. 
their prized possession young player RJ Barrett has struggled, which I th- I feel like with rookies you can sort of permit it, but he's also just like a, a corner three guy and a guy that uses his size to like get to the bucket, and he's not playing well. I mean, Emmanuel quickly was getting like a lot of hype before the playoff series. Last game, he was just chucking up deep threes and missing. I remember I, I said this like, there's a Knicks fan that was like, was this series house money? Yes. Do the Knicks have the brightest future in the league? Yes. Blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> I remember Michael Green like retweeted it and was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I forget what exactly what he said. And then like I responded, like, yeah, man, Emmanuel quickly, I mean, they got a bright future. Emmanuel quickly might make a Rising Stars game some year. So it, I just. I get why Knicks fans are, you know, may not be super upset, but at the same time, it, it's got to be disheartening to see one, you get exposed, just flat out exposed, and two, see all the bush league shit. Like the Knicks have legitimately resorted to just like playing like pissed Reggie off. Bullock's like charging across the court and yeah. he's stopping himself before anyone stops yeah, yeah. him. It's like stop with the fake tough guy act. Like, hey, I thought you were with the shits. You're shooting three for eight, dog, and you're getting guarded by Trey Young. Like, you're not, you're not about nothing. Like. I, I like you might you're just playing like shit. You're not with the shits, dog. Like what a what an awful series from you. Aside from that game two where you all magically got hot and we all got called at once. The, the, it's just a very bush league type of series for them, and and they just they they have to resort to just being pissed off and just like throwing tantrums. Also, apparently, I just saw a, a, a clip on Twitter. I had not seen this yet. This was tweeted yesterday. Um, you know, Hawks Twitter classic. They love my ether. I'm sure you know who I'm referring to, Jackson. The goat. The goat. He tweeted that uh, on the Kevin Herter flagrant where he pulled Nerlens Noel's leg. If you like look at it closely, like there's a section before Herter pulls the leg. He sort of like frankly, he's like bent over like on all fours, kind of like a like a dog. <laughs> he I guess he sort of tripped over, um, and his hands are on the ground. And Nerlens Noel tries to stomp on his hand. You you can like see it. Nerlens Noel tries to step on his hand, and it's just like. I just want this series to be over so we don't have to deal with this bullshit anymore. I don't want Nerlens Noel to fucking hurt somebody. I don't want Reggie Bullock to. Reggie Bullock couldn't hurt anybody in this series. He, he's fake tough as hell. Yeah, but, dude. Last night when the when the Knicks like pushed Danilo, I was like, all right, Nate, get the starters out the game. Like, oh I'm, my God, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to see anything. And then we got to see Skylar Mays and Chris Dungan on the court. So shout out to them. That was dope. <laughs> that was dope. No, I, it was nice to see those guys. Yeah, I. I yeah, I, I would have just cried if Bruno could have played, but. Is what it is. He couldn't. Um, which he didn't get his. He didn't get his curtain call. I think it'll come against the Sixers, though. It's it's very possible. I will say, um, which knock on wood on the Sixers thing, Jackson. You don't want to jinx it, right? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Apologies. Hey, job's not finished yet. Got to got to remind go. myself. Got to stay level headed. He's just. Uh, it, it was funny because Nate Nate McMillan talked about he didn't want to like play scoreboard when they were up twenty in the fourth, so he kept like. Trey and Bogey in, which I get, you know, it is playoffs. You don't want to just take your foot off the gas and then all of a sudden Derrick Rose goes on an eight oh run by himself and then it's like it's a game again. But I was scared, man. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared because, you know, you never know when an ankle can turn or when Nerlens Noel can decide he's done playing basketball and just wants to try MMA. Like you you just don't know. You just don't know. So what a what a legitimately just like a shitty series for the Knicks. Like you come into this, oh, you know the Knicks won three regular season games. Oh, you know they've been punching above their weight class the whole year, and then you get to this, and it's like, hey, I'll take three. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' one hundred and twenty-two million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. 
Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Three playoff wins heading into a possible fifth where we just look like completely like we're dominating you over three regular season wins. I mean, we got Knicks fans who have turned from talking about regular season wins to straight up just talking about how much better their fans are. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you're you're done. Like, like talk. Let's talk about the playoffs. Let's talk about what's going on now. Let's talk about how every game you're getting pounded by us. There, because of course Knicks fans are also crying that Doris Burke and um, I don't know the name of the play-by-play commentator on ABC. I only uh, know the Mark Jones. Mark Jones. I only know the homie Mike Breen. But Knicks fans are complaining that they were biased for Atlanta. <laughs> And then, dude, there was a you were, know who um, people were like, "Are you tripping?" And then the Knicks fan was like, "Is what people watch? You know, the ratings aren't because people want to see the Hawks." I'm like, "Who gives a shit? Are you Knicks fans can have all the allure of MSG and all the ratings they want. They have one win in the series. I don't care about anything else. Not a damn thing else." Yeah, no, here's a tweet I found, and I really agree with it. Knicks got to the playoffs by playing harder than everybody. This is what happens when everybody plays hard and you're outmatched by talent. Yeah, that's that's a very uh, that's a point. I mean, that's point. Right. I mean, when it came down to like me and Logan have been saying this, when it comes down to just who's more talented at the end of the day, it's the Hawks. It was always the Hawks. It, it is the Hawks, and going forward, it's going to be the Hawks. Despite the Knicks having one of the brightest futures, according to Ben Stiller. I think that's who tweeted that. Yeah, I'm was, not sure. It wasn't. It was um that Kevin H guy, I think. Oh yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Him. Also, Ben Stiller's been wilding on Twitter. I, I like. I'm not watching any more of that fool's movies, man. I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not rocking with that guy whatsoever. I'm not rocking with. No, um, you know who Josiah Johnson is, the Lakers fan. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. You, you should know. He's the one who, like, a couple of years ago had that tweet where he was like, the Hawks beat the Lakers, and he was saying something like, going to be over by halftime, Staples is going to be a home, I mean, Phillips is going to be a home game for us. He made a tweet yesterday, and he, it was like a picture of Julius Randle, like, talking to one of the refs. I think it was Scott Foster. And it was like, I can't do anything for you, Julius. They, uh, they, they want the Hawks in. It's like, oh, so that's what we're doing now. Like, we're just straight up saying that the the NBA wants the Hawks fan base in, in the playoffs instead of the Knicks. Like, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just um, the the goalpost always moves, man. I, I I don't get it. I don't know why. It shouldn't be hard to look at the rosters and be like, oh yeah, the Hawks are more talented. They, frankly, the Hawks should have been expected to win the series from the jump. It's it's the analyst and the the you know homers that you know all work in new york like new york is a hub for so many things i get it it's their fault that people thought the knicks were going to be favorites for the series because the hawks always should have been favorites i don't care about the seeding the hawks have just eons and eons more talent than the knicks the knicks should have been happy they got here and just wanted to give the hawks a good fight but instead everyone gassed them up they gassed them up beyond like the point of return and and now they're just they're bush league i i it's you know, don't blame Doris Burke because they were like, "Why is Doris Burke like she won't shut up about Trey?" And it's like, one, she wouldn't shut up about Taj Gibson. So really, just get over yourself. And two, maybe because Trey Young's been by far the best player in this series. Hey, with Trey's performance, he deserves to not be shut up about straight up. That's not even me being like a Hawks fan, Homer. Like that's I'm, just me being like, honest about what's going on. I'm like, what do you want? Would you be upset that like, like think of, I don't know, if Steph Curry went out there and he dropped like. 45 points and like 10 threes would you be like why are they why are they talking about steph curry like no what 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 and and i think ben stiller tweeted like i think the the uh, why like i think it was in the second half and it was like why are, why are the commentators so biased right now and it's like because the knicks are down 20 ben 
That's why the that's why the commentators are biased. That's why it seems like they're pro Atlanta or they can only say nice things about Atlanta because guess what? Atlanta's beating your ass by twenty four. Like shut up. Use your heads. Not everything is catered around New York. Not everything has New York at the center of the universe. Like just just get over I don't know. I I have I don't know. Jackson, you remember before the series how you said you kinda like the Knicks? Like, like yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I do like the Knicks. I thought they were a good story. It's funny to see teams go from, like, the whole lull Knicks thing to being in the playoffs. But, like, after this, I very much don't like the Knicks just because, like, I'm not a fan of how their players have played this series. And I completely forgot how annoying, annoying their fans could be. And I get every fan yeah, I mean, base is annoying. annoying but I know for a fact Hawks fan base is annoying, too, but, like... I mean, yeah, especially nowadays. Like, we're letting our nuts hang big time. Like, you would think we're the ones out there dropping 50 the way some of us are talking. And that includes me. I was making all types of tweets yesterday. Oh, for sure. But you kind of have to in the playoffs. On one hand, I do think Hawks fans are acting like the series is over. And, like... It's not. It's not. Job's not finished. But at the same time, you know, I do get it. I think... It, it's valid to let you're not saying a little bit. I, I think the Hawks have Hawks have been Hawks fans have been through a lot the last few years. This would be a very therapeutic, you know, because we win a playoff series, man. Then that, that's a that's a very successful season, just straight up. That's that's super successful. So I do get it, but you know, let, let's let's let the nuts hang once game. You know, the fourth win is here. Let let's just you know hold back a little bit. But look. We go in the Madison Square Garden. We get that win. Trey oh, yeah, that's true. Bye to the crowd. We Mwah. we can we can win it in Madison Square Garden. I I wonder if Trey is going to take like the humble approach and like not make a big deal out of it, or if Trey's going to full heel turn and just like wave goodbye. I really I think Trey might. He take should the take the heel turn. He should do it, bro. After they before they spit on him, I would say just be humble about it. You know, be yeah. quiet when you win. But after that spit thing. Hey, look, Kyrie stepped on the Celtics logo yesterday. Like, I mean, I mean, he trade a squat down at midcourt against the Knicks and take a shit on that logo straight up. Fuck that. That spitting shit was disgusting. That was gross, yeah. Um, that was a disgusting act. Also, just related to that, Trae Young's mental toughness and just focus has been astonishing this series. Like, to say to say I've been impressed with Trae Young would be an understatement. Like this this guy has been everything we could ask for him and more in this first playoff series. So that, yeah, that I, I was thinking about this yesterday while I was uh like redoing my room. I was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to after the playoff series. I'll never be able to judge Trey like I used to. Like back then, I used to be harsh. Like oh, we like in the regular season in games like this, we need Trey to step up. I think in the future going forward, anytime something like that happens, I'm just gonna remember this playoff series. I mean, but yeah, I really can't do that. Like he's been so good this playoff series. Like he's been legitimately phenomenal. Like for as much hype as guys like Luca, Harden, Kyrie, and like. Uh, KD, you know, LeBron, you know, the, the typical stars that get talked about in the league. Like, I don't feel like Trey's getting hyped up enough. Like, he's, not only has Trey put up good statistical stat lines in every game, he's also won all but one game. And also, he's been in total control each game. Like, even in the one we lost. I mean, Trey's always in control. Like, anything wants, Trey is getting it. If Trey wants to find an open teammate, he'll find an open teammate. If Trey wants to get to the Baskin score, he'll find, he'll get to the Baskin score. If Trey wants to take a deep three and make it, he'll, he'll take the deep three and make it. Like, if Trey wants something against the Knicks, he's getting it and he's getting it and more. I just don't know if he's had like a bad stint in the playoffs yet. Knock on wood, I guess. But like, you know how sometimes Trey will have a good game, but he'll have like a seven minute stretch where he's just not very good. Like he's not hitting that thing. I don't know if Trey's had that in the playoffs yet, and it's impressive. And again, the main thing for me is that he's just mentally like he's super focused. He didn't let getting chanted on or spit at change him. He didn't let Reggie Bullock trying to get in his head. Reggie Bullock also did the Lance Stevenson blowing in the ear thing, by the way. That if, thing was weird, dude. I saw that. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, no, dude, why? What are we doing? Like, 
like when Lance Stevenson did that, it was a pivotal game six with Indiana up. When when Reggie Bullock did it, it was what two one. I want to yeah, say it was two one. Like I don't know. Maybe 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 I'm just uh, maybe I'm just out of touch on that one. But I don't know. I thought that was weird by Reggie, and especially Reggie Bullock. Like Lance Stevenson when that when he did it to LeBron was having a great series. Like Reggie Bullock has been like been one of the worst players on both sides of the floor. Not that the Hawks have had very many like straight up just like terrible performances like the Knicks have. That's, I was like, Reggie, how did that work out for Lance Stevenson to do that? Like, what? What? I. That's the thing I don't get with Reggie Bullock. He's clearly just trying to get in Trey's head, and it's having the complete opposite effect. Reggie Bullock. It is, seems like he's getting in Reggie Bullock's head more. He's getting in his own head, and Trey Young is just by simply playing basketball and just like returning the smack talk. He is in Reggie Bullock's head. Reggie Bullock's travel yesterday in Game Four. We haven't talked much about the specifics of Game Four. Reggie Bullock's travel yesterday, I think, per- perfectly encapsulated Reggie Bullock this series. He had a chance to cut the lead down to seven in the third quarter. Would have been a legitimately big momentum shifter. But he traveled on a two-on-one fast break. And ever since then, I think the Hawks, what, they, they went on like a plus ten-point run. It was over after that, yeah. It was I over. Exactly. And shout out to Trey, who actually forced that travel. What an impressive yeah. play. A two-on-one against Trey Young with R.J. Barrett, who's like six foot seven, Reggie Bullock, who's like six foot five, And Trey just like shuts Reggie Bullock down his tracks and makes him do an up-and-down and travel. Like, what yep. a... I mean, for a guy who's regarded as one of the worst defenders in NBA history by uh, some people, what a f- absolutely phenomenal A legitimate, uh, play. game-changing defensive play from Trey. I- insane. But... Yeah, man. Reggie Bullock's a clown. I, I used to really like that guy. I thought he was a really cool role player. I liked his hair. I still I still like his hair. I'm not going to lie. People clown on it. I, I like I like his hair, but Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't get the uh I don't I don't get the uh the hate on his hair. People do, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just I mean, I'm not trying to maybe I'm, just, I'm not trying to try and be political, but you know, the, the white redditor fans they, they see a they see black folks hair and they they're like, "Whoa, what are, what is that?" Like, remember Alfred Payton back in the day with his hair? Yeah, no, yeah, that was weird too. I liked Elford Payton's hair. I still like Elford Payton. Yeah. Elford Payton gets a lot of undeserved hate. I'm, I'm standing up for Elford Payton. That's my guy. And shout out to his mom who's riding, ride or dying for him on Twitter. In both of the games now, when they've lost, she's retweet. She's like quote tweeted the starting lineup, and she said, "How'd that go for y'all?" Like, come on, I need, I need my mom supporting me like that. Come on now. I'm sure she'd support you like that if you made the, uh, if you made the NBA, but. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, instead I just podcast about the NBA. Sorry for that tangent, but yeah, I used to I used to really like Reggie Bullock, and now it's like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna like him again. <laughs> like just straight up, he's he's been bitch made this whole series, and he's he's just he's been completely hoed. I don't know how else to put it. Trey Young has hoed this man, just like Nerlens Noel got hoed by Kevin Herter and Solomon Hill. It's you know, it's funny. It's funny, but. I just I, I really thought the Knicks would be tougher than this. I thought they'd be mentally really strong, and the Hawks have been by far the mentally tougher team. So I don't know. I I, I got to give credit to Nate McMillan as well. I feel like he's a big part of that because the Hawks are a young team, and Nate McMillan's clearly just kind of kept them glued together and kept them focused. And Nate McMillan's scheming has also he's made him keep keep our composure, which has definitely paid off. Like John Collins yesterday, like uh, Randall was like talking shit to him. Like Trey Gallinari, Gallinari gets pushed by Randall, an obvious flagrant one. I mean, John gets elbowed, and John like goes to the locker room, comes back into the game five minutes later. Meanwhile, like the Knicks just look like so mentally uncomposed. Like it truly looks like they've like. I don't know. Like I I don't even know what word would describe it. It looks like they just lost all composure. It looks like. 
whatever was there before in, t- in terms of that like dog toughness attitude is just no longer there. Like the Hawks have stripped every last rudiment of that out of them. Like it, they don't. It's they're a dog that has a lot of bark but no more bite anymore. And I think it, it very much has to do with just how like the Hawks. Not only have we won these three games, we've dominated them in them. Like the Knicks haven't had any time for control. It's like the Hawks took the Knicks um, identity and just did have done it better. Like we we took their identity of toughness and just never, not giving up and just being strong and done it with more talent. And it, it's it's I, the Knicks just look completely shook. Like there's no other way to put it. They just look completely shook. They're flustered. Like there's no other way to put it. They're scrambling. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how desperate they are in Game Five, because you know their backs are officially on the wall. Going to just have to see how. I don't know. It's going to have to see how it goes, but I, I, I just have a feeling that it's going to be very very scrappy Game Five because they're going to be just. <laughs> I mean, look, they're going to be look. Our guys need to be on high alert, like watching out for each other's backs. Because like we've obviously seen that the Knicks aren't aren't above you know just making some frankly just like very dirty plays. Yeah, for sure. So going into this, we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need everybody, you know, watching everyone back. Hey, we might need apparently Kevin Herter's our enforcer now. Hey, we might need him. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Kevin Herter's like the evolution of Kevin Herter is so funny to me. It's it's actually crazy. Remember it when? Is. No, it's it's a very fun storyline. Remember when he was like worse than Trey on defense, did not was not good on offense, and like now he's like our good good defending shooting enforcer. Like I love it. Remember when you would like talk about him being the guy that was always injured, and this year he only missed two games from injury when everyone else got I know, hurt. Shot the I mean, hey, he's flipped the switch on me. I'll say that. I'll I'll hold my L. Remember when uh, we were saying that we he was just going to be somebody we'd just lose to free agency because he'd get overpaid, and now I'm like, holy crap, we have to keep this guy at all costs. <laughs> it's, uh, hey man, Hawks talks and being wrong. That's a, that's an iconic duo right there. Hey, y'all are welcome. Yes, sir. We're just, we're just, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll use my powers for good, I promise. I'll, I'll try, I'll keep whoever the Hawks draft at 20, I'll slander them. And then that means within two years they'll be all stars. So we're, did the Congo have a good game yesterday? I think he, did he? He didn't do a whole bunch. He uh, yeah, I was about to say I don't feel like he did much. Like game three, he was. I mean, good, I'm but not I don't gonna, feel like I'm, he did much. This I'm not going to complain about anybody yesterday because the Hawks are so dominant the entire second. Yeah, half. no, that was that was a super fun game. Like Lou Will didn't score a point, and I have no complaints about him. He kind of just did his thing. Like he didn't hurt. I think I think Lou Will didn't score a point last game, and he was still like plus eleven. Um. Gallo's back into form. Gallo's looking good again. Um, Bogey's on track. Herder's on. I mean, everyone's playing well. You know what I mean? Capella, I will say, he had a bad um, second quarter. Like, he had that really bad turnover. I think that was the second quarter. Maybe in the third quarter where he should have passed it out to the wide open hunter and he, like, spun towards the basket and turned it over immediately. Um, but Capella's defense has still been, you know, it's been Capella's defense. He, he's been out-rebounded at times by Taj Gibson, but... That happens, you know. You can't grab literally every rebound. So, really, no complaints about anybody. Every, everyone again played really well last night or yesterday afternoon, I should say. Yeah, no. Yesterday was like such a good game. Like, I mean, it was an entertaining game for the first half. I mean, well, technically, like the first quarter and a half, and then the Hawks started to blow it open. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of that's kind of been the story of the whole game. Like, our first quarters are very much competitive, and then like midway through the second quarter, it's just all Hawks from there on out. And then by the third quarter, unless like we have an absurdly cold shooting streak and the Knicks get super hot, it's just kind of like 
kind of over. Like you can, that's when you can start like looking at your phone instead of watching the game so intensively, which is nice. That is, it's actually it funny. Me to get up more banger tweets out. Yeah, it, it actually is funny how much that's really been like the outline for every game. The first quarter has been nice and competitive. Game one, I guess the first quarter wasn't super competitive, but you know, by the second quarter it was close, and then the Hawks just tend to have pulled away, especially at home in the second half. But you know, we're back in MSG. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be an easy win. Um, I'm hoping the Hawks just start off like I don't want a close first quarter. I want to be up by like ten in the first quarter if we can. Uh, in game five, because I just really want the Hawks to have as little momentum and as little hope as possible. Like, I want us to just stomp on their necks right from the get-go. But we'll just have to see. Uh, the next game isn't until Wednesday, so I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy these today and tomorrow, just not, not being stressed out by basketball. I'm going to enjoy that. It's always nice just being able to, like, watch play up basketball at night with, te- like, teams that aren't your team, so I don't really care. Yeah, no, it's, it's so nice, dude. You just kind of get the chill there. And, oh, my God, can we talk about the Clippers and Mavericks? Yeah, for sure. What a what a, what a change of events, Logan. Like two zero. Look, I'm just saying, man. There's a very good chance Trey Young wins a playoff series before Luca. I am actually thinking that my prediction of Clippers and six and coming to come to fruition. It's very possible. The the Mavericks just, frankly, the the horseshoe the horseshoe got pulled out of their ass. They were shooting like fifty five. Dude, it's so weird to me how the home team is yet to win in that series. Like the Clippers go down in what were two like pretty very uncompetitive games. Like I mean, those first two games against those teams, like the the match has kind of owned them. And then the past two games have not been competitive whatsoever. Well, the second one wasn't. I mean, the first one was until the fourth quarter. And can we can we talk about my guy Paul George? What a performance that guy's having. Mm. Kawhi's been. Kawhi may may have been the the best player in the entire playoff so far, which is not shocking because Kawhi is just one of the best, if not the best player in the league in my mind. So, not shocking stuff there. But Paul George has he had a rough first game, but he's or maybe a second game as well. But he's really bounced back the last two games. I don't know if they're going to win in six. I think it may take seven, but I do think the Clippers win the series now. Um, which makes sense that they should win the series. If they don't win the series, then. I'm sure they're going to be scrambling to make moves, but yeah, man. I think I think whoever loses in that series is going to be scrambling to make moves because it's obvious that if the Clippers won, everything that you have going with Kawhi and PG the past two seasons isn't working. But also, if you're the Mavericks, I think you kind of got to evaluate like the fact like we need another star next to Luca because Porzingis like, well, is not a star. The Mavericks do have like a max cap spot this offseason, remember? So. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't want to pay another max guy while having KP. You got to trade KP. Like I, sure. I think if they win this series, they still got to trade KP. KP is very not good. Like he is, he is solidly, slightly above average Awful. in the scheme of things, and he's getting paid a max and you know. one hundred sixty million. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is what like, happens. Point, this is what happens when you build your roster on the meme that we have all these white European players. This is what happens. Dude, facts. Look, it's worked out so well because guys like Maxi Kleber are good, but then you have guys like KP who are getting paid 160 million, and like somebody, there was a funny tweet that's been like circulating recently. It's like uh, Luke and KP are Kobe and Shaq, but Luke is Kobe and Shaq, and KP's just kind of there. That one's good. Like, hmm. dude, they got to do something this off season. That's true because Luca shoots free throws like Shaq. So yeah, no, he his three throws have been awful this year. He's like playoff like hack Luca very much much sub, into f- sub 50, which is insane. That's crazy to me. I mean, props to the Clippers because they do look more determined. It looks like whatever they look. I mean, hey, they said hey, they said we're going to change things up after game two, and it very much worked because they this past game, uh, game four, I believe, they were completely in control. If you watched the Logan, like from the start, it was a finish. blowout. It was a complete blowout. So, 
I don't know. I I definitely do think the Clippers win the series now. They uh they is there any more playoff news? Um, the, the Lakers Sun series was looking interesting, but now AD might be out a game cause AD is always hurt. So no, he's actually, he, I think he's confirmed to be out for next game. That's so, what I was hearing. Go for the Suns, man. I, I, I think they, they they're going to need the, they're going to need to win this next one. Cause if they get a three, two, they can win the series. Even if AD comes back, they can uh, snatch one off of them. A hundred percent. So wait, who would the Suns play if they win the series? They, uh, whoever wins between the Nuggets and Blazers. So oh, the Nuggets! They'd be making the they'd be making the conference finals then, in my eyes. Good for them, man. Yeah, Jazz versus Grizzlies has been good too. It's been a lot more competitive than people thought. I I think we're starting to see that the uh, the Jazz aren't very good. I I do think that that series is going to be over in five. I think the Jazz are going to gentlemen sweep them, but I do think the games are going to be pretty close. Like Jaws been yeah. I mean, it's been well. a very competitive series. Jaws been playing really well. Um, Dylan Brooks Dylan is Brooks a been good, good player. Yeah. Valanciunas kind of does Jackson his thing. Jr. kind of just exists. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not very good. Thank God we did not draft him. Jeez, Logan, that's just a shot at the 2018 version of me right there, bud. It really um, is. What else is going on? I mean, the Heat got swept. We already talked about that. What a crazy finish for the Heat. The Wizards man. are about to get swept. If the Wizards could win a game so that way the Sixers don't get a weeks of rest before knock on wood, we play them. That'd, that'd be, be nice. Great. That'd be great. That'd be but nice. I, I, would, I would enjoy that. I don't know if they'll be able to do it. But. No. I, oh, I'm i not looking forward to playing. The, well, still got to win game five. So. And we'll talk about that. When that time comes around, we'll talk about it. Um, I, I guess I'm ready to wrap things up if you are, Logan. Sure, for sure. So uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we start ending things here or what? You know, the usual. Shout out to uh, the Patreon supporters. We love y'all. Um, you can follow either of us on Twitter. Uh, Jackson, what's your Twitter handle? Okay, all right. This, this is confirmation. Because I always forget what my Twitter handle is. Because I have like four different social medias. They all have different handles. My handle on Twitter is JacksonRedmond underscore. So go ahead and go there and follow me. I make banger tweets. I have good replies. And like, the stuff I retweet is funny or it will be ven- beneficial for you to look at. So follow me. I will say uh, both of us have had some banger tweets in the playoffs so far. So you see, Yeah, we have. We've, we've had been having. Look, this one, this tweet, I wanted to mention it. I just saw it. It's from, you know, the Hawks. It's from the Atlanta Twitter GOAT, KJS or Kev. Julius Randle need to go clocking for a shift at Waffle House after the game. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, my Twitter is at Loggy, L-O-G-G-Y, Hawks Talks, H-O-X-T-A-L-K-S. You can follow me there. Um, you know. Once again, shout out to all the support. We've been getting a lot of support lately. We, we do greatly appreciate it. You know, we're having fun. This is the most fun I think I've ever had podcasting. It is, it's fun right now. So that's always great. And, uh, you know, hopefully we end this shit in Madison Square Garden. I, I, I hope Look, I hope we only have one more podcast about the Knicks. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I hope episode 48 is just a review of this playoff series and then we move on. But thank you for listening to episode 47 of the Hawks Talk Podcast. I've been Jackson and that's been Logan. We'll see you on episode 48. Love you. Have a good uh, rest of your Memorial Day. Have a good start to your week, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Love you.